0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to another Word Book with Friends. That's right, it might have been a year, but we're going to finally finish the Star Wars Light of the Jedi, The High Republic. Uh, Yes, this is finally the long-awaited part uh, part three of the Star Wars Light of the Jedi. And I'm Paul, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-reader.
1: Co-reader, co-recorder, we co-everything
0: yeah. together. Hey guys, I'm Chris. You may know me from the Banking Boardcast, the feed that you're listening to the show on. It's been a year. Welcome back. You, you could have been listening to our other quality content, but you know what? Uh, I know you were li- just waiting to listen to this episode. Because you're like, how does that book end? I've, I've been like, waiting to find out how that book
1: ends, too. Does it? Is it a Star Wars? Here, here's a hint. It really doesn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> spoilers for our book club where we talk about books because, like Paul said, we're going to be talking about uh, Light of the Jedi Part 3, so the last third of the Charles Soule-written High Republic novel.
0: It's, a, it's about 70 pages, right? But I'm it's reading it on a short. Kindle. so yeah. Um
1: I read it on my phone because I just have it downloaded through my uh, Apple Books app. Mm. And I know the rest of them felt a little bit denser, but I think this third part was literally ninety pages. It was yeah. probably the breeziest part of this whole uh, first High Republic novel. I I literally read the whole thing last night when I was like laying in bed, and I was like, oh, "I'm burning through this." And I was yeah. like, "Have there been any moments where like I maybe dozed off and like sleep like skipped pages, and I would go back and be like, no, like it's." It's a brisk
0: read. It's a it's split up between uh, chapter 36 and chapter 44. And I'm sure if I were to do the math, I would get it wrong. So I'm not going to do that. No, we don't do math. This this is all about word books, not math books. <laughs> and then there's a short epilogue. But this basically where we left off was uh, Marshawn Rowe. Set, was going to send out the mass, the biggest part of the fleet, uh, the, the new elite with his, the captain uh, or the s- storm. I've, I've, I'm forgetting so much. It's been a year They're, since I read it.
1: No, it's okay Th- because they have like their own delineations yeah. where there's the strikes, the clouds, and, like the tempests. I don't remember what the delineation. Yeah, the is hierarchy is, everything. but
0: one of the three main leaders, uh, Cass... Kassov, Kassav? I was was reading it as Kassav, or like Kassav. Kassav. We'll call him Kassav. He's the leader of the most militant group, you know, the one with the main bulk of the fleet uh, of the the Nile, uh, to basically intercept the New Republic ship that has the information that, hey, yes, the Nile are the ones that actually, you know, created the. the travesty at Legacy Run, or the 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 emergencies, the, the the emergencies, yeah, that's what it's called. The the hyperspace collision that caused all this to go, all this stuff to, to go into chaos, and it was, and basically this whole uh, chapter three is the battle that ensues because of that, and then the short fallout, and us realizing that Mercian Rowe is actually a. a, a well, in my opinion, a decent Star Wars villain.
1: Uh, he is. I mean, he checks all the boxes. He has a mask. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's that's yeah. no, um, no. But he, he gets a lightsaber. At definitely, him. he's willing to sacrifice his own people in a show of force or in a like in, a, in an aggressive manner. But in reality, it's just there to undercut like his own people to kind of like cement his place as a leader as well <laughs> and over on bagged and board where we read the uh the eye of the storm we read the first issue of the martian row miniseries that came out and one of the things that like i read about is like on the cover he's holding up a lightsaber and i was like oh he's got a lightsaber and you're like he, you find out how he gets it in the third part of the book and i was like oh i guess we need to read that here we are like Four, five months later. Uh, And we find out that it was actually uh, Jedi Master Loden Greatstorm's lightsaber. Uh, And it seems like everything that they did was to acquire a Jedi. Like, that was the big master plan. And everything else that kind of led up to this point of part three in the book is just basically him... Moving all the pawns where they needed to be because he needs a Jedi for whatever's coming next.
0: You know he's been just walking the path because you know his his uh, Rowe. Of course, you know if you guys listen to these like uh, word books with friends one right after each other, I sure I'm sure I sound like an idiot because I'm probably repeating <laughs> things that I've said. But it's been a year. <laughs> you know he he's he's using these paths these secret. Path, uh, uh, travel points uh, in hyperspace that oh, he knows because of the one um, uh, space sphere. You know the the family of what's her the name? San, dis-
1: Santeca I can't remember her name.
0: Yeah, the Santecas Yeah, they're the they're the family that basically are the pioneers of hyperspace. So. Um, but I did really love the battle moments where it's, you know, even with R- uh, Marchionne Rowe just recounting the battle of, like, the, you know, how it was going well for the Nile and then bad for the Nile and then the Jedi got involved. And it felt like an actually one of those big Star Wars, like, epic space battles, kind of like in Episode 3 above Coruscant. Yeah. Kind kind of like I could see that playing out in my, uh, in my head. And that was probably my favorite part of this third
1: I, again, this one was very brisk and some of it might've been because this was probably one of the more action packed, Mm -hmm. like parts of the three. Uh, the first part I really did enjoy kind of with that ticking time bomb, just that anticipation of what was going to happen because we knew there was a a disaster occurring, but it was kind of seeing everything aligned to get you to that point. And then part two was all dealing with the emergencies and the fallout, which, again, I think was handled really well. Um, but I think this was probably the most exciting. <laughs> Someone's car is really... It's, Niall. it's the Nile! the Nile! The Riders of the Storm! Um, I, I really enjoyed this one. And I th- something that I was taking note of as I was reading through this is how engaging and how engrossing this story actually was through all three of the parts. And again, it's been over a year now of us (laughs) reading and talking about this book. But I keep coming back to it, and I'm still excited to read it, excited to talk about it. Whereas with stuff like the High Republic comics, I enjoy them. We keep dipping our toes into it, but none of them have grasped me enough that I'm like, oh, let me let me pick it up again. Let me see what's going on. There's a bit I think like at least one or two more high Republic mini series that have come mm-hmm. out that I've just been like, oh, I always like buying these and I like reading them and I like talking about them, but is it necessary reading for me? Right. And they're not checking that box light of the Jedi though. I'm, I'm here for it. Like I, I'm excited. And it, it keeps pulling me back and pulling me through it, which I think is just a hallmark of Charles Stoll's writing because he's getting me to do this in the book, but it's not happening in those same comics that he's writing.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, now we're going into the overall, I, You know, kind of want to finish talking mm-hmm. about the story yeah, first, yeah, but yeah. you know, before we get into our overall th- thoughts, but, um, I do want to come back to that. Um, yeah we so we get to see the battle we get to see um what happens with the kidnapped uh, family at you know off that one like dust planet and uh bell like being able to use the force and like stop both his you know him falling and also the young girls falling and actually the capturing of a uh, Le- uh, great storm letting <clears> the <throat> great storm um I was interested in, you know, that blood storm great storm is like one of the first characters here introduced in the beginning of the book, you know, and he seems super cool. He's ready. He's a cool Twelik. He's, and then you got Porter. uh, Porter Engel, my my
1: favorite character, who's actually the star of one of those mini series that I really enjoyed him in this. But do, do I pick up the the comics that I know I don't keep up with? Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, like, there's really good stuff in at least this book. We'll see. We'll see uh, how we feel about everything else when we do the next eventual. Yeah. The rising storm by Kevin Scott. Um, there, there's so much here, and there's just that overwhelming sense of dread. Like as you're progressing mm-hmm. through part three, though, where you do see that plan coming together, and where you have that ticking time bomb leading up to the Legacy Run disaster. This one I felt was like a ticking time bomb that cut off right before anything happened, which was my biggest complaint about this is because all the pieces are being moved where they need to be. Like, um... Oh, uh, with the Jedi Master, uh who who was lost. I, I'm blanking on her name because oh. then like, uh, Jorah, Um, cause then you have like Avar Chris, who's also like, again, really cool Jedi that we know from the book. Who's going to be taking point on the starlight beacon. Um, my, other complaint about the books is there's so many names that they're throwing at you. Mm-hmm. I I wish I had more of, like, a visual reference to some of these characters just so I could see them. That's been my continuous complaint through all this because it's not like I can just read a name and, like, Han Solo. And I'm like, okay, yes, I
0: yeah.
1: I know Han Solo. I can see him. Like, it, it has helped for some of these characters that I have seen in the comics because I'm like, oh, like, Skier, that's the trans guy from the first arc of the higher public comic that was missing his arm. Oh, this is why he's missing the arm because he lost it in this fight with the Nihil when he was like piloting a ship. Like, okay. It's kind of seeing that connective tissue, which made me like forgive some of that, like character, character burn that I'm feeling. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm rambling now just cause I'm trying to get all my thoughts out. Cause I literally just like read this all last night. And I was like, I can't wait to talk about like word books now.
0: Yeah. It's, I think it's a very fun read. I think it gives you enough latching on points where you, <coughs> you, you can kind of build in your own imagination. I've been looking, you know, for good visual aids on you know on Wars dot com and stuff like that, and they do have some character. Yeah, they have right. like the
1: the little bio videos on their YouTube mm-hmm. too that they do.
0: But it's still not <coughs> enough, and I kind of want to keep it up on like one screen while I'm reading the other book, kind of like how. Um, at least in my in classes, uh, English classes, like we would have the little like when we read uh, Romeo and Juliet. You had like the like, <laughs> like like almost like the family tree, but not really. You'd had both, you know, sections of both who are the Montagues and which ones are the Capulets, like and it was all bullet pointed and listed so that way you could kinda keep it straight. Um kinda easy to keep it straight with who are is Island and who's a Jedi. Just like yeah, <laughs> but other, but which Jedi is which, and which dial is which and is and a little stuff. little. Hard. It, it
1: it also did help in the first two parts because you had the Jedi kind of more segmented. Like you knew who was mm-hmm. going on the like the mission to try to uh, evacuate the planet. You knew who was yeah. trying to like help them build the uh, the Navidroid array to mm-hmm. figure out where the immersions were going to be happening. Um, but it's at a point it's Star Wars sci-fi word name salad, yeah. and it's hard. Um, one of the things that I really did like in this part though was after everything's happened, you have like one of the senators in the New Republic. Um, I don't remember the name, but they're like, "Oh, I'm going to be giving this great speech about like we've ended the nihil threat," and then you have like someone else is like well, we don't know that. Like, right. we think that they could still be out there. Like, yes, we dealt a sizable blow to, like, their fleet, but we don't think that was everybody. It's like, well, we'll just say, like, we've ended the looming threat. Like, uh-huh. you, I, I like trying to, like, <laughs> that um that High Republic, like, oh, we're at the peak of prosperity. Like, all things are good. Things are going to continue to be great. We got this. Um, <laughs> just knowing that things... Things won't be great, and we're going to see things fall apart even more. Um, yeah, I I really dug it.
0: Yeah. Uh, overall, yeah. Overall, I think the book kept a great pace because of how it was broken up. Where mm. he did have, like you were saying, those microcosm stories of like who's building the array, who's going to Haslund, uh the Haslet system. And doing that, who's hanging out with the Chancellor, who's finding the uh, Sentecas and talking with them. Um, And also, how the book is actually broken up in part one, part two, part three. So it made it really easy for us to sit down and talk. Like, we we got a good, yeah, let's read to this part and then stop and talk about it, which is difficult to do when you're reading a book for the first time if you didn't have those kind of sec, you know. Good breaking points laid out for
1: you. With the first volume of word books with friends, where we talked about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, it was easy because those were really short, quick episodes. Because we Mm -hmm. did them chapter by chapter, and all of those chapters were very much like a similar length. Like Mm -hmm. with Light of the Jedi, you would have a chapter that might just be two pages, where you're just seeing like a conversation between. Like Avar, Chris, and um, oh my gosh, the the one the that cool Jedi woman—I'm blanking her name. Like I loved her, and I was like, oh, she's in the comic. I know who her, I know who this is. Um,
0: I thought you were talking about the one that they want—they—they they want to be bone in all the time.
1: No, um,
0: oh, the guy that has like the uh, the psychic vision at the end, uh, Elzar, Elzar. Oh um, my! I,
1: I feel bad because again, it's it's all stores <laughs> word name salad. <laughs> um, she's on uh, she's on the cover. It's like the blonde Jedi with like the cool uh, the cool lightsaber.
0: Um, and- all all lightsabers are cool, Chris. <laughs> they're all cool. Um, I also
1: did like the fact that when they uh, talk about the Jedi in their like the space battle when they're flying on their like their vector ships. They actually use their lightsaber as like a almost like a flight rod for it, like where they plug it in, and then like their heads up display is like the color of their kyber crystal, which I think is kind of just like a cool thing. Like, yeah. I, I dig that. I don't know why, um, and I also like there was a little bit of lightsaber lore where they do talk about how uh, Jedi Master like Jora, uh, Molly actually purified a Sith's lightsaber crystal to make it, like, a white crystal, and I'm like, oh, Ahsoka did that. Like, mm-hmm. I like these points of reference for the characters because you're throwing a lot of characters at me and <laughs> I need things like that to help me out. Give me someone okay. to compare it
0: to. Yeah. You're like, alright, which one is the Shiwook speaking one again? What's, which, which, which <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that's Bariaga. I know it because <laughs> he's a Wookiee and he's on the cover of the
0: book. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be a master and you know, yeah, you got the... Uh, Porter
1: Engel, who's a cook because that's all he wants to do because he's seen some dark times. And it's like, oh, I want to know about those dark times. But now they're putting it out as a comic book. And I'm like, I want to yeah, know about I just it. What am I going to read it's it? It's 12 Egg Stew, right? What? Uh, 12 Stone Stew, 12 Egg Stew, something like that. 12, yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, that's... It's
0: the, been a year, people.
1: <laughs> that's what the uh, the new Star Wars High Republic comic miniseries coming out for Marvel is. It's called The Blade because he's like the blade of... B- Bortuga, and I know it's not that because I'm just basing that off of Tortuga from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies because I'm mm. Disney trash. But yeah, so uh, Paul, we, we I kind of like veered us into it, and then like we stopped. But your thoughts overall on High Republic because at this point now, outside of like the kids' books, mm-hmm. which are like the oh, this Jedi goes to a, a street fair, kind of like picture book storytelling. Yeah. We've gotten like a good picture of the adult stuff between like this and the comics from like their. I don't remember the terminology they use, like but like wave one almost.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it something like that. Wave one, phase one, because now they're they're definitely into phase two. Um, we haven't gotten there yet, but well, no, Timmy I technically
1: think... did because that Eye of the Storm comic was the most recent because when I looked up the publishing like schedule and how you should read things chronologically, even though that came out months ago, that's like the newest story in the timeline as of okay. now, which probably explains part of why I was like, Oh, it's okay. I like seeing this character I learn about in the book, but I don't, don't know because I don't know where he's at because I haven't finished the book. Uh,
0: but your thoughts, your thoughts. Uh, uh, overall, I think, uh, yeah, the High Republic is a era that I am now even more excited to, like, continue on learning about. I want to see, I definitely feel like this is giving us the fall of the High Republic, which is always great in the Star Wars. You yeah. know, give me, give me, we, the rise isn't as much fun as the fall. Everybody wants to see the fall of something. Exactly. So, we're seeing the rise of Starlight Beacon, you know, spoiler, you know, from phase two is we see the destruction of Starlight Beacon. So we know <coughs> well, that's coming.
1: They, the way they teased everything, too, with the lead up to the High Republic, it made me feel like Starlight Beacon was going to be the disaster that yeah. that sparked everything. Like Because the way they're, like, building it up is like, wow, we got this brand new satellite station Oh. It's a meeting point for all races. It's like a museum in space. It's also like a precinct for the Jedi. It's right on the edge of the outer rim, though. This is, this is how we're stepping foot in there. We're going to bring the new republic to them. It's like, no, this is going to fail. Like you realize this, right? So when it turned out it was the, uh, the cargo ship blowing up, I was like, okay, like actually that, that's kind of cool. Like I liked that whole part where it's like the pilot, like, uh, keep it together we can keep it together i i i loved everything about this
0: yeah i liked uh i liked a lot of the characters they introduced i wish avid avis chris had a little bit more you know character to her other than being like oh i think of the force as a song and i'm like okay cool but what about you like, and she's like well i'm gonna take over starlight beacon and i'm like okay cool but how, what do you feel about that <laughs> like, yeah.
1: like,
0: i i feel like we didn't get much i, th- I we get-
1: think uh, and that's probably the a byproduct of just having so many mm-hmm. characters in here where you don't have from a narrator uh narrative or narrator standpoint where it's you're not seeing anything from someone's standpoint. It's literally just telling you what's happening in the moment. I kind of wish it maybe gone like the George R. R. Martin, like each chapter is told from someone's perspective, where maybe it would give you some of that, like, oh, I'm Porter Engel. I'm I'm here doing this, like, oh, here's what I see, here's how I feel about it, to so kind of give you some depth into those characters. So it's not just like, oh, Jorah that's the uh, I, I don't, I'm blanking on the race. It's the same uh, Taruga. That's the Taruga. Okay. Oh, Bayariaga. That's the Wookiee guy. Wookie- yeah, like I. Porterangle. That's the cook that I really like for some reason. Like something more to like delve into those characters because um, it's, I think, telling. Like, I love me some Jedi stuff, but I think all of the Nihil stuff was kind of not better handled but it gave you more insight into the mm-hmm. characters and their organization and what right. they were doing um, even though we don't remember like the delineation between like a cloud a storm mm-hmm. a tempest a bolt whatever they they call them right. all because there, there's a lot and it's all made up <laughs> it does it doesn't but at
0: least with the Nile as well you had like the archetypes like oh yeah, uh, yeah. the one uh, to you, like woman. She she's a poisoner and a backstabber, and she's all into manipulation. He, uh, what's his yeah, name? No, because right? again, it like the, the militant Paul, one, Paul. That it stuff it,
1: that you're saying, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, you're talking about the the woman that named her ship after herself, like Laura Dean, the Laura Laura Dean, Laura Dane. yeah,
0: yeah. And it's not like Lord oh, Dern,
1: and not, not Laura Dern, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then it's like one of the things is like, oh yeah, because she got that poison, for, like for the nerve toxic Toxin on Narshada. That's a weird thing that I read last night, but it's stuck in my mind. But I can't remember all the Jedi's names. <laughs> but I remember the stupid backwater planet that she got a poison from.
0: Well, Narshada is like... It's like one of the hot citadel. It, it is. is. like It's a crime. It's like the Nexus of the Cry. You, you go there quite a bit in the uh, Knights of the Old Republic video games. Ah, cool. Yeah. But yeah, I, I liked... You know, it starts off with, hey, we're discovering Bacta, you know, yeah. but right now we're using, you know, which is going to put out of business the old stuff that's mined down those old water planets, you know, also from the old, like, <laughs> video games.
1: Uh, so with everything that we've read, where do we go from here? Do we keep trying to dip our toes into the comics or do we just go full bore, like, word books? Like, do we just read? Yeah. Like, these big novels.
0: So far, I've enjoyed these novels more than the comics. I agree, which is weird because we always say it on the show, like,
1: we're a comic book podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where Word Books with Friends came out because it's like, oh, we don't don't talk about that. That's a word book.
0: I think my problem with the comics is since I pick up one issue at a time, you know, to dip my toe into it and I don't stick with it, I... I need to read it in a big chunk just to get into that, get to know the character, underst- you know, and actually move forward. Because the once the comic books that I've picked up so far haven't been about the characters that I've read in the book. So I'm not like – so it's – with our problem, which is, you know, our, they're throwing too many Jedi characters at us. <laughs> Going to the comics, they're throwing even more Jedi characters at me. I'm yeah. like, I don't know if I can handle that.
1: Uh, Does it make you more excited for a Disney Plus property like the Acolyte, which is um, filming now because there's actually been some behind the scenes, like production shots coming out, knowing that that show is taking place during the High Republic?
0: Yeah, that that actually is really cool because that also makes me very hopeful that maybe in wave three, or phase three, or whatever it's called, that we're going to get some actual Sith instead of just denial, and also whatever weird plant creatures that we read about in one of the holiday issues of
1: <laughs> Star uh, Wars. That, that was like, well, that was like the whole first arc of the High Republic comic was them going to like farm planet, yeah. like to investigate missing persons that were being like absorbed by the plants underground, um, which again is not as engaging. A story as hyperspace disaster, putting whole mm-hmm. systems in jeopardy. Um, so I think just the tone of the books on their own. Like I feel like there's more writing on the the novels than mm-hmm. I'm going to get out of the comics because the comics seem, from what we've read, just be filling in the gaps. Maybe some short stories in in that universe. Like mm-hmm. we're if you want to know what's happening, yeah, you pick up something like Lay of the
0: Jedi or Rising Storm. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, I say we, we read Rising, Rising Storm next.
1: Well, um, so that was my question to you. Do we read Rising Storm next or do we read another word book? Oh,
0: we could read another word book. What other word book is
1: out there that's kind of I mean, we, we already started Harry Potter. Do mm-hmm. we do... Chamber of Secrets, because those were quick reads. And like, yeah. during uh, the pandemic, we would record like four or five episodes a night because we would just be like, oh, let's talk about the next one. Uh, and we can do the one after that, too, because they're quick reads. And we've already read them. so
0: Yeah. And, you know, they were worked out to be like 15, you know, 10 to 15 minute episodes, which are kind of perfect. And yeah, and we can really those real quick, especially if we do a chapter Chapter by chapter, and I like the Harry Potter because we could we read them already. Yeah. So we were reading them with the knowledge of like, hey, I want to bring up this little tidbit and that little tidbit that play, because this will play a part later on. Versus these books. We don't know what is happening. Don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh I still don't know all the characters in it. Alright, so uh, yeah, let's go. Let's uh let's dive back into the the Wizarding World. Thing.
1: I love. I love me some Wizarding World stuff too. I, like creator aside, like it's definitely a universe that I like to to bathe in. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, much like Star Wars. Like I think if I had to distill myself down to like fandoms, it would probably be Star Wars and Harry Potter. Like, and then maybe a little bit on the Lord of the Rings side, but mm-hmm. I can't consider that because there, I. I haven't read all the books. Like it's hard. Right. It's it's a lot. Like all the appendices alone. Like want me to die? Like and I <laughs> like th- those books themselves are just like Chris. We are going to kill you. Like I did a little bit of uh, cleaning and purging on my day off this week. And mm-hmm. when I was going through my bookshelf, I pulled my copies of Silmarillion, Hobbit, mm-hmm. and the Lord of the Rings trilogy off the shelf, and I put them. I'm going to show Paul, and I'll explain it to you. I We have, like, bags of stuff that we're going to be donating next to the door. Like, yeah. one of those bags is just books that I'm like, I don't, I don't need to read The Silmarillion. I've tried
0: it for, like, 12 yeah. years now. I can't do it. it. Someone else can try to do this. I, like, will go to YouTube and have somebody else that has read it and loves it explain it to me. Because that takes 20 minutes versus me taking 20 minutes of getting through five pages of the Silmarillion.
1: And and then after that, I'm like, wait, what's the Maiar again? Let me go back. (laughs) I know what the my are. Like (laughs) I said, Lord of the Rings is one of my like tertiary fandoms. Oh no, no.
0: Disney. Sorry. Lord of the Rings is fourth. (laughs) Well, there's, you could tier group them. It doesn't need to be first, second, third, fourth, and they are all... Like, the, your first, okay. first and second can be, like, right neck and neck. So they can be on the same tier. You know what I mean? So, true, true. Com- oh, my God, I, comic books. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's yeah, so many fandoms okay. out here, too. Uh, Indiana Jones. Um, that would be in there. Your horror movie stuff. That would be in there. Like... Uh, Thai food no. now. Oh, Thai food. Yeah, Thai food fandom. Beer fandom. Be- yeah, it's
1: like wow. We we consume a lot, and thank you for consuming this episode of Word Book with Word Books with Friends, brought to you by Bag and Board. Uh, if you've checked out either Light of the Jedi or Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, yeah, we talked about that two years ago. That's fine. You can still email us over at bagnaboardcast at gmail.com on your thoughts on any of those word books, or if there's another word book you want to hear us talk about, read along with us. Yeah. Uh, that's where the title came from because it's a play on the old game Words with Friends, but then
0: word books because we're just an audio podcast book club where we'd like to read a book and then talk about it.